Hey, and welcome to this week's uh, edition of the Rugby Roll Podcast. Uh, with me this week is Blake. Hey, mate. How are you? Hey, good. Thanks, mate. And uh, Jim, how are you, mate? G'day. Good. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Thanks. Uh, thanks. Who do I have to thank for putting in my tips this week? Yourself, man. Are you sure? Yeah, like the tipping system online is if you don't put your tips in, you get the away teams. Uh, or, or in our regard, the shit teams. Yeah, I was just going to say, yeah. <laughs> so I appreciate whichever one of you did that. Um, how excited is it, boys, to the rugby back? Like, seriously. It's fantastic, mate. It is fantastic. It felt like last season wasn't really a season or something. Um, so absolutely chomping at the bit to have rugby back. And it, it was awesome. Does that mean the, the, the Brumbies never won? That That's not part of history? No, mate. Back to back this year. <laughs> All right. So, so it was a season then. Yeah, it was then, yeah. <laughs> it definitely was a season. Of course season. it was a season, man. You can't erase history once it happens. ABC, the Brumbies yeah. sticking around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, what is the is the excitement just that it's rugby, or excitement that there's a bit of Super Rugby uh, Australia, and then added on a bit of Trans Trans Tasman rivalry at the end, or is it just rugby that you're glad there's back? Mate, all of the above. I think um, I think you can feel everyone buzzing. I think the stand package is awesome. I think the format of the competition is awesome. I love the idea that every single weekend um, there's two Australian games on in a decent time zone. Um, and then starting, I think, next week or the week after, we'll have two Kiwi games as well. And I think that three, four games a week is actually quite manageable as a fan to follow. Perfect. Yeah, I thought that too. Like, I would have liked to see one of the games on the Saturday, but for the opener, I get it. But um, it was re- it's a manageable amount. A mid-30-year-old can follow this sport now. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the days of staying up and getting that 2 o'clock Stormers v Cheaters game, Yeah. Um, it's just a bit too hard. So what is uh, what are your I, I, obviously this week and where was two probably not that close games in the end. What were your before we dissect the games individually? What were your takeaway? What was your overall takeaways, both of you? Look, I was pretty I was pretty pumped. I enjoyed the first I enjoyed the first twenty minutes of the first game, mm. um, and then I was all about the Brumbies. Like ten o'clock kickoff took some adjustment, but um, the Force definitely were fucking up for it and keen, which was great to see and kept me up through the whole game. So just. On a surface level, it was really, really good. Yeah. Obviously, the Tars suck, but I'm very happy about that as it's well documented. Um, yeah, I think uh, for first round rugby, the standard was really bloody high. Uh, and I think part of that goes to the referees, not letting the games get slow. Um, but I thought handling and fitness for a first round game and even continuity was impressive. I'm so used to hearing how humid it is how much drop ball there is and how they need to build combinations. We didn't get any of that. We actually just got into some pretty free-flowing coast-to-coast rugby straight from the word go, which I thought was really, really exciting. Maybe before we get into the rugby, though, should we should we talk about the product? Because I'm a Foxtel fan from fan. That's a poor choice of words. Foxtel user. Yeah, you love Murdoch. Um, since, you know, I think I remember it was year three or four walking out from school when we first got Foxtel and being pumped. Watch the rugby, watch my heroes, Matty Burke and whatnot. Um, but now we've moved over to Stan and clearly Fox had... Um, it was the 900 channels you were into then. I can't, I can't think of um, the synonyms, yeah, the, the children's channel. I think they're in the eights now. No, the X-rated and R18, mate. All right. They so were the what, 900s. You wasn't denying it there, was he? <laughs> you got to pay for it. It doesn't come with the usual package. All right. I'm not touching any of that. Um... 
But what, what do we think about the stamp product? Because clearly the Foxtel product was just disgusting for the last two or three years. They would strip back on presenters. We've got the same throw-tied commentators game to game. We've got the same commentary. What, what do we think of the stamp package? Yeah, it's, it's just a breath of fresh air, really. It's nice to see that they've taken uh, things over from either the KO model or the Optus model, you know, with the mini matches. And just as to say that, as you said, the commentators being a little bit more honest rather than it seeming like that uh, boys club mentality for a bit. And um, just, I think it was just a great, use that phrase again, breath of fresh air, really. Yeah, I thought Checker added a lot of value. Mm. He looked devastated, but. What do you mean? I just thought his general demeanor was generally quite upset. Like, he couldn't get excited about it. I, I was very happy to see him on the panel. And, of course, he does the, anal- the analysis of the at the back play with the 10 sit behind the forwards. That was his whole fucking shtick. And he just, whenever it was thrown to him, he'd do that analysis on the TV screens. I don't know if you caught that. I thought, I thought he was good, mate. I thought his analysis was great. I thought Campos was under seven's dad. Get it to the fast bloke. Awesome. Um, I didn't think Campo was great, but uh, but I thought uh, Checker added really, really added something um, to the broadcast. Great to hear Nick McArdle back. Um, as you said, Jim, I love the the mini matches. I think that'll come in really, really handy if you if you miss a Kiwi game or something, just being able to watch the highlights, see who's in form. Yeah, um, awesome. And then the the exciting revelation this weekend that they've signed the Japanese competition. Excellent. Four o'clock today. How good's that? Oh, Hooper and Kieran Reed played yesterday. Um, on the same that? team? Yeah, Hooper came off the bench and carved. Um, and even even on their Twitter, they're, they're cutting promos of those games. I wish the highlights of Hooper play. Um, it's nice to see a broadcaster actually care about the sport. What time was that kickoff on the Saturday? Or the I, don't know. I, I didn't catch it live. But it was a, it was a, it was a watchable time slot because I don't think Japan are too far from us. So that is a product that could sell here, especially if all the expats go over there and have a second coming. Like Pretty sure it was a four would, o'clock game. Yeah, yeah sorry. It's, it's a product you can sell here, and I'm a little bit excited about it. Those Japanese crowds are sick. They play in the middle of the city in what seem like regional stadiums. It, it's pretty cool, man. I'd love to see how Karevi goes. Dingo, dance. I love how Beric Barnes goes. I think he's retired. Um, he's been playing in that comp for 20 years. Do we think it'll um, increase the appetite to bring any of those blokes home for a Wallaby jersey? You know, will it increase the appetite for a stretching of a Gitto Law when we see a bunch of our players carving up over there? You know, because it's almost they sign and it's as if they retire. I think, it's the la- I think it's the latter, to be perfectly honest with you. What, what do you mean? I think it's going to stretch the Gitter law even further. I don't think it's going to... Yeah, that's what I mean. Is it going to increase our appetite to want to get them home? Well, well, I don't don't know the timing of the Japanese comp in terms of the year, how long the seasons are. But the whole, like, second comp with the Trans-Tasman, there's something there that might be worth selling to those players who've gone over. Have the domestic Super Rugby AU comp, maybe, like, some form of induction. I don't want to downplay it because I think it's great. But... That might be a big enough carrot. Come play in the Trans Tasman. All the Kiwi teams come back and make one of the best comps in the world. That's a cool concept. I don't know how any. I think that'd be years off with contracts and things like that. Yeah, yeah. I'm just more asking if us seeing Simon Karevi will. I'm using him as an example. I don't think centre is a position we particularly need. Um, but us seeing him live on the TV once a week is that going to drive up? 
drive up the the urge to get these bikes back in the gold jersey and then all of a sudden the counter argument to all this is that actually when they have when you haven't seen them when you haven't played them we always naturally up their value or up their worth so mm. maybe maybe it won't yeah absolutely it could be the case i think on your expat expat point jim i don't i hate that term um, but but on your point about that i think that's one area that's clear on twitter that stan has dropped the ball um, there is no way to get the product overseas. Yeah. And I think we're talking in the tens of thousands of Australians overseas who would want to watch the Super Rugby. Yeah, and I, and I see that uh, people bringing that up on Twitter too, but it is a new product. I reckon give it time, maybe contracts to overlap, Sansa yeah. to stop being heaps annoying and, and shit will sort itself out once it's proven successful. Yeah, I guarantee you. Well, I can't guarantee you, obviously, but... I, there's a very high chance pre-New Zealand first round that it'll be available. Sky Sports are probably just digging their heels in. Sky Sports have just spent a lot of money on on the Lions tour, which you know might not even happen. So, and it's mm. been a quick turnaround. So, the fact of the matter is, because it started, they'll want the New Zealand series, the, the New Zealand Cup, that they'll make an effort for it. I hope so. Um, I do think it was probably a little disappointing that they hadn't sorted this before the season. Yeah. I, I guess to your point too about the players going overseas, I think it can be a positive thing because it does develop the star player. When you know Samu Karevi, who was in fine form when he left, Gido was that star player. They all went over and played overseas. It can maintain that star power for when they do come. So when they go, like Richard said, it's like, who are you? All we hear is articles from the BBC talking about how the best thing since sliced bread. But I guess if you can watch them play that star value and that marketability is huge which i think the sport needs yeah i think there's only a handful of stars that you could probably product you speak to the average dude on the street and ask them who i don't know pick any mob if they know that they are it'd be interesting to see if they do absolutely because you look at blokes like will skelton as far as i can tell he's better than zeus um, because they haven't actually watched him. You just get an article or two about how good he's going. Um, it'll be interesting and exciting thing. I guess, and I don't want to shit on Stan, because I think um, everyone's pretty up and about about Stan. I did, I've got to say it, though, it was a little bit disappointing that a whole heap of punters put on the rugby to find out the TV doesn't stream it. What do you mean? So my parents, for example, and you guys know my parents, um, <laughs> they, they buy TV once every 60, 70 years. Um, it needs to be dead first, and then they'll go to Seconds World for a TV. Um, apparently, Stan um, cannot stream live to many older TVs. Right. So anything older than five years yeah. does not stream live to it. Because the ad uh, man got caught up in that too, didn't he? I think so. And then a number of um, even newer TVs can't stream the live sport. Now, I didn't have a problem. Mine was HD, buttery smooth. Perfect. I didn't have yeah. one streaming issue the whole time. Yeah, I was watched it on a big 50, 60 inch, whatever my TV is. It was great. Right, man. None of the streaming. Trying, um, to comp- <laughs> trying to compensate, are you, mate? With a <laughs> uh, that's that's why I've got the motorbike. Um, <laughs> you you can't have both. Is it 50 or 60? Which one is it? 70, mate. <laughs> um, but not good enough. And if I think about my old man, 70 years old, freaking loves the rugby, hasn't missed a game in his life. Wants more than anything for the club rugby to be on stand. I hope it is. Um, he didn't know that his TV didn't work. Did he uh, manage to watch it? Because it was on Channel uh, 9 Gem or 9 something. Yeah, I think he watched it in Gem, which is good, but he couldn't watch the second game. 
Which was um, good, though, because I got a couple of peeps that I, a couple of friends who aren't into the union at all and on their social media, they were talking about the rugby, the nine o'clock game, obviously. Not positively, but they were talking about it nonetheless. <laughs> <laughs> so it was free to air and, you know, the ball's rolling now. <laughs> I think they said 70,000 people were watching on Jen. Oh, that's pretty cool. And it's probably safe to assume that most rugby punters have got Stan and watched it through there. It's free at the, oh no yeah yeah you're right. So what so I'm saying free. is that that's probably fifty thousand of those are people just dabbling in rugby, which is pretty mm. awesome. And then complaining to Jim about it afterwards. Evidently. Yeah. <laughs> um, so no, I'm very very happy with the product. A few things to iron out though. Hopefully they can update their software so it works on more TVs, or maybe some people just need to get some new TVs. Are you um, telling your dad to go and buy a new TV from Seconds World? I'm thinking that might be the go. I know you can Chromecast and all of those things. Just do that to 100 bucks. Just explaining that to a seven-year-old. Yep. Just get the TV, guys. Your dad <laughs> listens to this. So he does. Get the, TV, dad. get the clicker with the stand button on the remote. It's exactly. The way. Exactly. And just um, cause... He, he hasn't made it past 502. Mm. They went did... to 506. He missed yeah. half the season. Never ventured to the 900s? No, mate. <laughs> Would you be upset if he gets a 72-inch TV, uh, Blake? I'll go and get an 80. <laughs> I just wanted to check. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, no, pretty awesome that the footy's back on. It's great to watch it. I like what they're doing with the coverage. Um, it's all happening. Should we, get in, should we get into the matches? Let's dive in. Do you want to start off straight away with the uh, – because I'm sure you want to. It's a new season. I know I wasn't around last week, but you just probably want to talk about red cards because you love red cards, don't you, Blake? Love a red card. Um, loved that rule. Absolutely love that rule. You're welcome, mm, everyone. Awesome. I made that a reality. So now we've got that out way, out of the way. Uh, what did, did you, you like it, Richard? I know, I know we've had many stand-up arguments, um, but did you like that, that rule? What, in terms of that if someone tip-tackles someone, he has to get sent off and he lands on his head? Well, that bit goes without saying. I'm talking about yeah. the 20 minutes. Oh, no. I'm in agreement of just if you do something that's of a danger to an, an opponent, yeah, you should be sent off. And so you didn't think it was good in someone replacing after 20? No, I don't, know. Crazy. Sorry. I know. Uh, but we've had that conversation several times. So. Yeah. Uh, what, um, who's Jim? Jim's Sorry, on. it's my laptop, but if I'm that... It'll mute you guys. So. I just I just assumed it was you being the popular one, Jim. Sorry. <laughs> uh, what did you think of the game overall with the start of the game? Jake Gordon, lovely little offload and score in the corner. Did that uh, uh, get you up and about? I know you're not a huge Tires fans, but did you think, oh, this might be closer than you think, or was it a false dawning? Yeah, he lived up to the height, didn't he? He got a big rap from his from his team and the organisation leading in, got the, got the C on the shoulder, and mm. for that first 20 minutes, man, he was Mr. Energy. I don't know where I sit on – I love like a real energetic start, quick taps. But at some point, especially when you've got control of the game, I think it's worthy considering slowing it down a bit more. I thought they were a bit too heavy-headed on the quick game, the intensity, the take the line. I thought that was contributing to their demise in the end. I thought if they slowed it down and tried to control it more, it could have played in their, in their hands a bit better. The only issue is that, you actually have to do you have the players to actually do that though? That's the well. Problem. See, I don't know. I went, I went in there not knowing too much about how all these players have developed, and it's very clear that they don't. And what, more disappointingly, is what kind of recruiting goes into the Tars? 
We hear Kurandrani go to the force, people jumping around. The Reds are good at snatching up a few people. Who have the Tars ever convinced? They get the really, really big names, but everyone else just seems to stay away. They've got the biggest nugget to offer. I think a few points, if I could jump on there, start of the game was champagne, coast-to-coast rugby. That's why people tune into footy. Um, awesome. Jake Gordon's a machine. He's a gun of a player. It is going to be hotly contested, nine for the Wallabies. If you've got bloody Tate McDermott was brilliant. Jake Gordon was brilliant. Looks like he's out for the season now. Um, Nick White was brilliant. So it's really, really exciting to see. And I think Joe Powell, um, we know he's a Wallaby too. He's going to give him a nudge. So that try was sensational. Jake Gordon was on fire for the first half of the game. To Jim's point about the Tars going too hard or too fast too early, I think they were doing that in the spirit of the new the new rules with the, the refs trying to speed up the game. The Tars are a young, smaller, fitter side. I think that's why they saw, thought they had the opportunity. I don't blame them. They are... They could play the Reds 100 times right now. They will lose 100 times. Do you think they actually think that their identity is the younger, smaller, fitter side, or do they think they're a powerhouse? No, I think they know that that's their identity. And right now, they're not beating that Reds team no matter what. The squads are completely different. No. The not Red, in an 80-minute game. Maybe the Reds' second 15 versus the Tars' first 15 to be an interesting game. Right now, that they are chalk and cheese in terms of recruiting, where players are in their career, star power, um, yeah. and cohesion. It, it's not even close. Um, so so I, think, think I don't blame the Tars for trying that tactic. I just don't think they were, that they were in that one. And, and you never know, it's the first game of the season, calm down. Fuck, we're a podcast. This is what we do. We come in here and we make outlandish statements. Jim's right. They haven't recruited well enough. They rested on Foley, Falau, Hooper for seven or eight years. They all left at the same time. 100%, man. Give them harbour views. Don't get that in Adelaide. I feel like... I don't even have a team. Keep going, Blake. (laughs) (laughs) Is part of the recruitment problem... I think it's twofold. Change of coach, when I don't think they'd plan to change coach. Change of in-house personnel um, behind the scenes. I think moreover than that, the Tars want the next bunch of superstars. They want to do a Reds. Or they've just completely misevaluated their their team and their squad and the state and think that they exist there. Yeah, but that's what I mean. I think they're looking for the next protege, mm. whereas they probably need some Carmichael Hunts, should never have let him go, some Kurandranis, some Joe Powells to build some depth in the squad. Yeah. Um, clearly need some second rowers. Um, they were atrocious, the second rowers that they had on the weekend. Um, but... I don't know. I think they're waiting for the next big thing rather than um, getting some 25, 26, 27, 28 year old blokes that are physical and, and can hold their own. I just think they're, they are a bit young. The Queensland a few years ago, but without the talent. Mm, it seems so like they're trying to mimic what Queensland have done, but yeah. exactly, yeah, just no talent. And uh, Queensland we, got names in. Yeah, but because they're stuck with them. Yeah. They weren't names till they stuck with them. Oh, but even the reintroduction of James O'Connor, that's what's what I'm talking about. It's hard for, for me because he was always a young kid, you know. It's hard to see him as a 30-something-year-old now and the general. Yeah, and I will say with all our criticism here of the Tars, I think they just need to be incredibly patient, um, except that they could beat the Rebels in the force. Yeah. 
Um, I think the Reds and the Brumbies are probably out of their league this season. I know this is round one predictions, but that's what we do. Um, and they just need to be patient. It's whether the New South Wales fan base will be patient. No, and they and they definitely won't be, no. And there's so many chefs stirring that broth too. Yeah, well, they're already coming out for Penny's Head, aren't they? Which is it's outrageous. Horrible. Yeah. What do you think? Sorry, you're breaking up a little bit now, boys. I don't know if it's my internet or whatever. Yeah, my concern just for the Waratahs moving forward is they do actually have a lot of talent, and particularly in the, in the backs. You know, Harrison in particular, I just feel like I worry about his development long-term, particularly with their, uh, with their pack just not being able to provide a, a good enough platform at the moment. Um, get those young boys in and stick with them and stick to come to an identity together. And I, I agree with your point about changing coach. I feel that they're... The ever-evolving door of coach and players has led to that lack of identity and that lack of game plan. Um, yes, you always have to play in front of you, but there needs to be something that you fall back on. And um, I think the Waratahs have lost that over the last little bit. So this year is going to be a development year and, and hopefully 2022. And I know that's a horrible thing to say for a club like the Waratahs, but I think 2022 is where they need to set their sights on really. Yes, recruitment, but getting their right youngsters in place with game experience, etc. Let's let's nut that down a little bit more. Who played well on the weekend? Tizano was amazing. That kid only played a couple of minutes off the bench last year, and he was one of the best on parks, tackled his guts out. Um, he impressed the pants off me. I'm excited to see his development. Um, Gordon, like I said, was, was brilliant, but it looks like he's out for close to the rest of this domestic season if he's done a syndesmosis injury. Not to um, mention, oh, sorry, just back on Tizano. Just showed up with a shaved head, man. It's half the job done. Isn't it? It's half the job done. That's he looked he done. looked menacing and yeah. played menacing. But just to, before you go on to the uh, individual, I think you know, collectively the front row's not too bad. The front row's got potential. Yeah, but they just got way. pumped. I think talent-wise. But, but as you've said in the past, and I agree with you, like it's just an evolution. They've got to grow. They've got to, they're young pups at the moment. They're, and that um, front row for the Reds, yeah, okay, it's it's not the first choice one, but it's still a very good good uh, front row. And if you talk about getting pumped in the in the scrum, it's the second row's responsibility as much as anybody else's. You know, if you're keeping yeah, Tupo yeah. on the bench, it's a strong front row. Hmm. Well, the, the the Reds legitimately ran their second string front row, hmm. and they demolished the Tars. And then in the second half, it was a comedy when the when the internationals came on for the Reds. Um, when you've got Hoopit and uh, Tupu coming on, it was just a demolition up front. So I agree. I think Angus Bell's a future wallaby, no question about it. Um, Horton's, mate, he's the size of a halfback. I just don't reckon he's ever going to offer you a lot at scrum time. Um, and then I, I just uh, got question marks there. And Johnson Holmes, he's handy, but he's a handy super rugby player. That's what he is. And then you're right, Richard, the second row plays the part. And I wouldn't have known those two Tars were on the field no, and I, if you walk past them in the street, you wouldn't know who they are either, let's be honest. They're both Kiwis, aren't they? Wasn't that the, the, their idea of recruitment? Yeah, well, I think one of them come over from the Highlanders. Yeah, they got two big Kiwi boys, which, I mean, is decent recruitment, but that, they just weren't up to it on the weekend. So maybe we're being too harsh on them and, and we need to give them a few more rounds, but but they were just a bit shit. I think Lockie Swinton will add a lot when he comes back at six because mm-hmm. I didn't know Harris was on the field. Um you would also, then, also just argue, sorry, just cutting, cutting into you, but if, if he was actually, if either of them were actually any good, then the Highlanders will be keeping them, surely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're not wrong there. Um, and then we go to the backs. I thought that's probably the worst I've ever seen Will Harrison play. Hmm. 
Um, oh, he's had, he had a shocker was, last year. Remember that in Brookvale. Um, but clearly that kid's got talent for days. So yeah. Watch him. Why they wouldn't mount any scoreboard pressures beyond me. You've got the best goal kicker in Australia in Will Harrison, and I reckon the Tars turned down 12 to 15 points. But that's what I was saying. I said, I don't know why they're going for this frantic, low percentage play. I would just keep clicking, clicking it over. Mm. I, was, I was a bit disappointed in that. I think maybe they thought their forwards couldn't match it and they couldn't. But they were with 12 yeah. points left out in the field. Yeah. Um, and then Paris, I was excited to see him come back to rugby, um, but he got carved up in the centres and then that tackle was just all of the stupid. But defending, just not that I've ever done it, I've never been quick enough, but defending in the centres in a, in a rugby game is very difficult uh, or compared to defending in league. Yeah, but we're talking about a bloke who played Australian schools. Yeah, but that was how many, how many years ago? 50 games for the Reds. Yeah, but how many years ago was that? Two or three? It was only a couple of years ago he was at the Reds. Where did he go and after? He went, went to the Broncos, got caught on the bag, caught on the drugs, and they got rid of him. Isn't that the young? Yeah, I think so. Um, now we've seen a lot. He's made. He's a good player, but I just don't know why. He probably should be on the wing. Mm. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, and then that, who was that other league year? They got Moeta or whatever. Is he ever going to play a minute? Is he injured or just... Remember, like, two years ago, we got on this podcast, I was like, that's a good signing. Yeah. Get a big centre to truck the ball up for him. He's never played a minute of rugby. Mm-hmm. Doing uh, wonders for Tom Carter's stock. Yeah, they almost need a bit of Tom Carter. Don't they? thought you'd say that. Never thought you'd say that. Sean Byrne in there. Um, so, no, a, a lot of uh, a lot to come for the task, but I think concerning for them is Parise is going to be suspended for a while, rightfully so. Jake Gordon is going to be injured for a while, and I think Walton got injured too. Yeah. They've got a lot of things to iron out, and it's going to take longer than a few weeks. But the Reds, exciting, man. This could be their year. Very exciting team to watch. Just owned the game, and everyone who is a name played up to it. It was pretty cool. Yeah. They'll tell you what, who isn't a name that played up to it is Uru. I thought he was just about the best on park, that second roller. Yeah. Yeah. was he? He was everywhere. Um, he just absolutely carved. Yeah, you, mate, this was a, a very impressive performance. McWright playing brilliantly at seven. Um, and I think Australia need that now. We've been spoilt with sevens for a generation or two or three. Um, with Hooper overseas, we need someone domestically standing up. And I thought Tizano and McWright went at it. And McWright looked really strong over the ball, which was super exciting. Um, their back line, the Reds, is a joke. Yeah. And I think this is it. I think this is what it needs and, you know, hopefully everyone stays healthy, but I wouldn't want to change this. I wouldn't want to try and get Hegarty in there. What about Vernavalo um, when he's not punching bouncers? Well, who do you take off, mate? Dagunu played the house down. My read Player was, is the next best thing. My read was surely Paisami's at 12, Pate's at 13, Vernavalo's on the sting. I just remember Hamish Stewart having one-day games last year. Yeah, I know. I know, but he's probably the only non-wallaby in that back line. Mate, Paisami put some weight on. He's only a small fella, but he's he's a stocky dude. You feel his presence. Right. His drive, post-contact meters, excellent. I don't know what Vunavalu does. I don't know. i tell you what. Imagine the week when you have got Simone and Ikatao lining up against Paisami and Patea. Yeah. Centres, that is just a salivating thought. 
Yeah. Um, How's nice having a team where you can bench Vunavalu for a week and still just be menacing. Even Serevi, Hegarty, Tupo, like the depth in this squad, um, and this is without the captain playing. Yeah. Um, awesome. I thought McDermott was great. Some of his long passing left to right, I just, mate, does <laughs> Dust every time. It's just gorgeous. Um, are oh, we seeing oh, the um? Are we seeing the fruits of the what was that comp they used to do? NRC. Yeah. Are we seeing the fruits of the NRC here. Oh, are they coming in bloom? I think they might. And Thorn coached them, didn't he? Yeah, he was well part of that process. And Brisbane City and Brisbane Country—they were good teams, man. Do you reckon Dalgona will ever translate this form to international? On Super Rugby, he looks like the best winger in the comp. But you put him in a gold jersey, he just looks atrocious. It's a bit different, though. It's a bit of a step up. Yeah. Let's kick. You watch the Brumbies, you stay Any, up. Anyone going to beat the Reds this year? Yeah, Brumbies will be, yeah. Richard, are the Reds you tipped to win this thing? Uh, no, I just feel like they've got an opportunity to underperform. I think they have it in there, in them to lose one game when they shouldn't do it. And I just think the Brumbies are... Brumbies will we'll, we'll, we'll win it. I've got that feeling too. It almost feels like to give it a New Zealand equivalency, they're the Hurricanes with all the names and the Brumbies are the Crusaders. Like mm. in, in the Australian comp, that analogy of just consistency versus star power. Mm. Um, and I think that's the trick for the Reds. Can they be consistent? Mm. Uh, what did you think of the Brumbies? Segwaying across as Jim started. What did you think of the Brumbies? You're both uh, big uh, Brumbies fans. They look great. I thought they looked great. And I thought the force looked great too. Um, I think the force are playing the wrong halves, but the force looked great and the Brumbies looked better. Um, I thought they were really good. Because they didn't even have all their Argentinians playing in that game either, did they, at the weekend? No. 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 The force, um, it's a shame that they just haven't had any continuity because they've got, they've got the squ- squad on paper to, to mm-hmm. take it to some teams. Um, no, I thought the Brumbies were – everything worked. The line-out worked, the scrum worked, the back row worked, Nick White controlled the game. Lola Seo, I'm convinced, is the Wallaby 10. Um, I don't know if anyone else is, but I think in the centres, the combination that they put on, um, I just think this team has all of the ingredients to be a very, very strong powerhouse. Whether they have the bullshit flair of the Reds, um, I think the only bug who's probably got that is Banks and Ikatel. Um, but they've certainly got all of the right structure. They just look so well coached, so well drilled, and they look fit, the Brumbies. Mm. You don't always have to have the star names, as you say. If you have the combinations and the setup, you, you can skin the cat in a number of ways. Um, as you say, I agree. I think their uh, their combinations are good. Well, let's see, I would say is, there, is definitely the Wallaby 10 right now. I agree with that sentiment, definitely. Yeah, even though O'Connor was great on the weekend, he still doesn't look a 10 to me. No. Um, but that's harsh because he played very, very well. The last thing I want to say on the Reds, we didn't address it. Patea, his hands, why are they so bad? Even he, he just loses the ball every time he's in contact, drops passes, drops kicks. He's so talented, but I don't know why his hands are so bad. Uh, just are. You know, some people have that stuff. That's why some people don't field in the slips. Yeah. Our slipper took a ripping catch yesterday off my bowling. Thanks for bringing that up, Jim. <laughs> um, Valentini I loved watching Valentini And this is the year we get the most minutes I reckon that he could get 
And the Wallaby so six. And it's his time. It's his time to announce himself. So really wish a healthy season for him. But I was I loved it. Loved seeing him out there. Um, where is Tom Wright? Is Tom Wright injured? Must be. What for the Reds? No, for the um Brumbies. Oh, for the on the wing Brumby, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's Thunder thighs. And what now I was gonna ask you, I was gonna text you actually, what is the extent of that injury? I don't know. Richard, you're the stats man. How long's right out for? Uh, I'm not quite sure how that's a stat, but um, the first uh, first six weeks, I believe, um, he's had a scan the other day. Yeah, yeah. And Caden Neville, he was the other guy I wanted to mention. He played a full 80 and nailed it. Yeah, I, I tell you what got me excited in this one is the um, Brumby second row and Frost off the bench were all really good. And I so were the so were the Reds second row. Now I don't know who Uru is eligible for. Excuse my ignorance from the Reds, but it was just I think when you look at the these squads, where's the deficiency? If you're thinking Wallabies, there's just not a single good second row in the competition. Um, but some of the second rowers played well this weekend. Some of the second rowers are also like Solakai was on the bench. Yeah, but he's not a Rebels didn't play. Who is an who? in the second row in the super rugby competition would make any of the other top five international teams. There's oh, not God. a single player. No, no. There isn't no. a single. That's where we need to uh, see huge growth. England might take a few at the moment, wouldn't they? I'd say Italy. Italy have got a shout, <laughs> aren't they? <laughs> um, so I really want to see growth in that area. I think every other position in the field, there's competition, there's talent. Um there's hope. Second row worries me. That's why I really enjoyed uh, Greg with Jim Swain and Neville played really well. Mm. Um, let's not write the force off because we've been we've been quick to write them off in the past. We've been yeah. I get. I guess we're waiting for a win. You know, like it's all good. He played well. He played well. They were great. They had spark. But can they finish an eighty minute? Because they didn't win last year. Yeah, the 80 minutes is, is the huge problem. I think I tweeted that at the start of the game, the last 20. I think the level of maturity and talent that they have, they're, they're never going to give away a first half. No. They're, they're too smart. There's too much experience in that team. And um, and they've got to buy next week. So they come back mm-hmm. round three against the Tars team, mm-hmm. who is probably going to go down to the Brumbies next week. So that'll be a fixture to set the calendar for. Because mm. the, the Western Force need to win a game soon. You know how the Force win a game? And and, and I don't know if they'll do this because Pryor's um, the captain and Lance is about the first bloke they signed. He's been there. But nine Cabelli, 10 McIntyre, 12 Godwin. What will they do with that? Pick the, that inside half combination, they'll win some games of rugby. They pick Pryor, Lance, Kahui, they're not going to win games of rugby. Hmm. I'm fine with Prior Lansko, who we all being on the bench. They are good players. Um, but I just don't think they match up with the other teams. No. no. John O'Lance has been around a bit and he's he's not a consistent winner, is he? Well, I think he's got two two rings, doesn't he? One at the Reds, one at the Tars. Yeah. I reckon that's as good as it gets, mate. Did he win one at the Tars? Yeah, he was in the I think he was like the backup fullback. All oh, right, so come on. Yeah, he was a backup of the Reds too. Mate, I've but... won from the bench many a times if we're counting those. <laughs> the rings, I think I think he'll take that. He's a class act, Lance, and I think Pryor's not bad too. But, but No, I'm... I'm not knocking them. They're, they've done a lot of work. They've done a lot of work. Cabelli's a legitimate international. I haven't do, seen Do you remember before. Argentina beating New Zealand last week? I mean, last year. Yeah. Cabelli, and he, I know he came off the bench that game, but mm-hmm. just huge. Those players need to be involved. 
Um, yeah, and then you go outside that, Kurandrani, awesome, Ralston, awesome. I think Kearney was um, great on the weekend. Yeah. Got he safe under the high ball. Yeah, win a game, but that's he's where no, I stand. He's no risk of passing it either. Yeah, I mean, Jim's come here. Um, what did you think of the fourth, Richard? Yeah, it'd just be great to get him. It's great to get him back, really. Like, I, um, to be honest, I didn't didn't know what to expect, but uh, the centre is, I think you've already mentioned, you know, um, uh, Ikatao, he was in the Wallaby camp last year, wasn't he? So I think um, uh, it was great to see him back in there, back in and playing well. Um, I think with him and Simone, I think that's a, a, a you know scary scary connection. Um, I think it's nice. I, I agree though to have the what was it a full crowd back at the at, at in Perth. So it was great atmosphere. I think out there. Yeah, a lot yeah. of old jerseys. A lot of yeah. old jerseys out there. It was a half crowd because of COVID, but it was a sellout. So it was something like eleven thousand. God, they made some noise. It was mm. a genuine atmosphere. Yeah, no, it sounded like it was it was more than that. But yeah, no, just for them, I think it's getting those combinations right, and I think I think they'll do well. I think they'll be better than what everyone expects, us, particularly with their Argentinian. Uh, contingent um, playing on a more regular basis. All right. Question for you guys. How many games did the Force win this year in the Australian competition? Three. Two. Three. Two. Who do they beat, Jim? They beat the Waratahs in week three, and then they beat them again in week eight. <laughs> Richard? Uh, I reckon they'll beat the Tars twice, and I reckon they'll beat the Rebels too. I reckon they'll win three. Really? See, I'm worried about the Rebels. I'm worried. Um, the the yeah. I'm not. I'm, I don't have an answer to that force question. I reckon around two is probably the right number. I just don't know who. I think they've got the experience to beat hang one on their day. Hang on a minute. You make us. You make us answer the question, but you you pass. Come on, mate. I spent ten minutes saying the Tars won't win a game. You nearing that's not going to come back and bite me in the ass. <laughs> it's all right. Apparently, we play Super Rugby in Adelaide. It's all right. Jim's on fire. <laughs> and they definitely don't play the Tars in round eight either. I just guessed. Um. Yeah, interesting. So, well, the Rebels, they are the um, completely have gone None. undetected as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Look, I don't do – nothing. I've had no mail on them. They were late to announce their squad. We haven't obviously seen a team named yet. I don't know. I don't know. It feels like they're – I couldn't even name a Rebels player right now. It feels like that. Tamua. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. My thing is when I watch the, the Tars lose – so convincingly, with a shortened comp and the Reds getting a bonus point, when do you declare their season over? Jeez. Next week? Settle. Week three when the when the force beat them? Oh, you're helping Blake out here. That's nice, mate. It's true brethrenship right there, mate. I reckon you've got to round four. If you haven't picked up a win in the first four rounds, you're in some bunny rubble. You don't think they're already in trouble already? Mate, it's a 15 comp for, for mate, the semis. I stand by my question. Do you not think they're in trouble already? Yes, I did. I made that. I made that point very clear. I just um, wanted you to reiterate that. That was all. Yeah. yeah. Well, we haven't seen the rebels yet. They could be absolutely atrocious. Um, I thought. I thought. Didn't they sign all right? The rebels. I like yeah. Powell at nine, Tamura at ten. They got DHP. They got Corabetti. Yeah, they got their names. They got their fire. They got Nasirani. We'll see. They've been promising a lot for a while now, and. You know, win a game. It kind of feels like with the Rebels, they were on that trajectory one, two years ago where we were all waiting for their ascendancy. They didn't arrive. They didn't achieve it. Um, and now a few players have left. So they don't have that star-studded squad. But you could argue they would have a bit more continuity now. Mm. 
Um, right. what, what should we tip next week? Yeah, let's tip it. Reds, Rebels in Queensland. It's very hard From to do. we just mentioned, it has to be the Reds. Yeah. The Reds and you, the Reds are going to win the comp, mate. Their team's outstanding. Um, and then Brumby's Tars in Canberra. You're down in Canberra now, Jim. So. Yeah, I'm coming from the nation's cat right now. I won't be here next weekend, but... How's the buzz? The buzz is happening. I've seen a few jerseys around. Yeah, yeah. Especially, especially Saturday morning when I arrived, you could tell something was different. All right. Yeah, the dew on the grass. Yeah, it's coming into season. People flying around those roundabouts getting excited. They love the Raiders down here too, though. Um, Brumby Stars, who are we on? I think we all know who we're on here. Yeah, we're all on there. <laughs> Got to be the Brumbies win. Hmm. So we're all oh, waiting for round four Brumbies Reds, aren't we? Yep. Yep. And, you know, I'm sort of looking forward to next Friday too. I reckon that Rebels-Reds game, anything could happen. Yeah, because there's a massive unknown with the... Um, with the Rebels? Yeah, and when they release their team on Thursday, we'll all be like, oh, shit, they've got a bit about them. Yeah, yeah. Um, it'll be interesting. Are you, um, are you excited about the uh, Highlanders, Chris? Because we're tipping them as well, yeah? Highlanders yeah, yeah, yeah. I am. Pump for this Kiwi comp. I just haven't followed any of the preseason other than the fucking Blues of the Real Madrid of Southern Hemisphere rugby, aren't they? Minus Bowden Barrett, though. Oh, is he? Of course, he's not back. He's probably just... He's never fucking back. That, no, that he's guy done, plays yeah. the last two weeks of every Super Rugby season. He's, he's played in Japan yesterday. I'm pretty sure. He, he must be coming back for the second comp too. Uh, Fuck, how good would that be if Karevi comes back for the second comp? You know what, though? Which team? He bleeds red. Team? I don't know. The Rebels? The Rebels are pretty good at just picking up the random loose dude. I just can't play I just curvy at the Tars is what I want to see. Just in terms of the Reds, they've got Amy Stewart, Pasami, Patea. Yeah, you yeah. can't go to the Tars if you're Karevi and Karevi's agent. You can't go to the Tars. You just can't. Yeah, you got to get a winning team. Yeah, go with a team with a bit of a culture too that you can add to. NBA, not be based around. You can't show up halfway through and then base the whole team around you. You don't get much of that in rugby, do you? The idea of a player going to a stacked team. Yeah. Like for their own glory. Because if I look at someone like Maddox, I think him being at a weak team is just going to ruin his stock to the point where he doesn't get a Wallaby jersey. Mm. But I think it's also very difficult to compare rugby and basketball. Basketball is all about basically five guys. And let's be honest. Sometimes have, two. Yeah. And sometimes if you've got three all-stars, you're winning. Whereas in yeah. rugby, it's very different. You're dependent on eight guys setting a platform for you, first of all. And then obviously you've got another seven guys who are playing – very different form of the game. So I think it's very, very uh, dim. The only other thing I would add to that, though, is Saracens kind of did that a little bit and they got in salary cap trouble because a lot of the players did all want to go to Saracens for that reason. Yeah, right, for their own. Because I'll just put it this way. Swap Banks and Maddox, they're super rugby clubs. Who gets the Wallaby jersey? I reckon Maddox does. Yeah, I do too. Under this current system, it'll be Tom Banks because he'll have five or six mate pies. He will kick for touch 500 times. Um, I don't know. It's, it's an interesting... And, but it's that style of player because you think... It makes me think of Curtly Bill too. When Curtly Bill was your general and calling the shots, you never saw the best of him. When he was running off the likes of Foley and whatnot, that's when he was an absolute gun. So when the team was depleted, you saw all of his deficiencies. But when there was some space for him, he looked good. Yeah, it's just something that doesn't happen in rugby. It seems like you sign for 
territory where you grow up, where you live, or just cash dollars, which makes perfect sense. Mm. Um, but yeah, the Blues seem to be the second team. But then you know all the research out there about rugby; it's actually more about continuity. Yeah, and I think that's where the force will fall down. All right, cool. So who are you tipping for the Super Rugby NZ? That's what I'm calling it. I can't say it. Um, I've got to go the Crusaders just based on past history and form. Um, and the Highlanders looked a bit poo last year. Yeah, I'm going Crusaders and Blues. Yeah. I think so too. It's nice just, to see those two as our houses. Yeah, let's just. But would you be surprised if the Blues, because we don't know the teams yet, would you be surprised if they lost to the Hurricanes? Well, they beat the Crusaders last week in a trial, which I thought was a pretty good start. Yeah, but I mean, the Tars beat the Reds a week before their game in a yeah. trial. So. Plus, they were basically wearing the same shirt, weren't they? I think so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, which always makes it confusing for the refs. So, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on the Blues there. Yeah, sweet. Then... Just a bit around the grounds. Dan Carter retired. He's done. Nice little message he posted out to his fans. Did uh-huh. you catch that? Yeah, I look, I, I'm, I know I'm, I'm prone to hyperbole. Um, you reckon he's going to the Blues? No, I reckon he's the best rugby player I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. I don't think that's widely disputed. And I know in rugby, crossing positions and shit like that's next to impossible. But I, I think fly half is a pretty important goal kicker. Um, what he accomplished in the game, what he did to the Lions on that tour, how many World Cups he's got, Super Rugby titles. The longevity of his career too. How old is he? Yeah, he's 36 now. Yeah, yes. And now he's retiring. Um, best Excellent. ever. Best ever. Yeah, there's no argument there, I don't think. Yeah, and like it... Yeah, you could only put a number of names up against him. Richie McCaw, I guess, because they're the same teams, same accomplishments. In the same Um, team for a number of years. That's just crazy to think about. I know. Isn't that a... But that's, I guess that's to our point about being in a good team. Brings out the best in you. Um, Yeah, no, it's a a damn shame to to know we won't get to watch Dan Carter live ever again. It's a little bit mum. We didn't see any of him last year. Didn't he sign for the Blues? Yeah, he did, I think, yeah. And we never yeah, got to right. see him on the part, which I understand at 35, um, coming off a series of injuries, they probably weren't seeing to give him a run, but God, it would have been nice to watch him mm. out there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, France, who's found a bit of form in the old Six Nations, had two of the best players stung with COVID. The number nine for the French team right now oh, is playing out of his socks. Compared to, I honestly, to I haven't watched much of the Six Nations except I've watched two of the France games, the two games they played, just to watch him. Yeah. Like, he's so freaking good at footy, mate, at halfback. I'm loving everything he's doing. Losing him is going to be an enormous blow. Yeah, it better COVID than anything else, though. Well, oh, well, why <laughs> the recovery rate, mate? Well, okay. there's there's long COVID, mate. That's a lot. Like you break something, that's only a short term thing. Yeah, it's a scary thought. So fingers crossed. It's long COVID? Him. What do you mean? So some people have been having COVID symptoms for like months and months and months, and potentially there's a chance that it could go on. They never get rid of it, or. Mm. Uh, Scarring in the lungs and yeah. lots of bad things. All oh, right. Is this like the latest mutation? Yeah. Yeah, I think it, I might, I don't think we're three. No, we're not over. No, three. I actively I avoid it now. Should be well. yarning about it. Um, but no, that's um that's quite concerning. What about England, Richard? The the things I've read online is that um acknowledgement that Owen Farrell is one of the greats, but he isn't the right bloke 
to be the England number 10 right now. No, he's not. And he's probably not the right guy to play 12 either right now either. Um, I think there's obviously selection issues. Lots of the Saracens boys haven't played for so long. Uh, but also for, for us to make the next step, yeah, there definitely needs to be a, a, a change really. But um, And isn't there that young kid who ripped in the 20s? Plays mm. for the Harlequins, I think. Yeah, so it's just whether you make the change now. You would have thought that, and this was what the disappointing thing was against an Italy team, which absolutely sucks. Um, we stick to, stuck to a lot of uh, traditional patterns and stuck to a lot of traditional players. It would have been nice, I think, to, uh, to see. I know coming off a loss against Scotland the week before, but it would, would have been nice to have seen some other players, you know, don the jersey and, and, and play, really. But obviously that didn't materialise. Uh, is Farrell's dad still in the coaching setup? No, he's the coach of Ireland. Okay. Okay, because I was going to say, you won't, you won't be dropping him then. Um, no. Yeah, a bit of the criticism I've seen is even Vunaval, is it, what's his name, Vunapolo at eight, mm. um, what's his name at nine, Farrell at 10, just a couple of years past it. Yeah, and I think that's always this thing. It's that cycle, isn't it? As you always talk about in those four-year cycles, it would it's an opportunity to maybe evolve and change, but um, maybe COVID's placed too much of a strain on it i don't know but no pun intended but yeah i think something needs to change and quickly because i haven't watched any of them it feels like of course you're picking those blokes they're phenomenal mm. um but then apparently that yeah it's just I, i'm only going off articles i'm reading so it's probably it's not the uh, not the eye test so but you know um only, we'll have to wait and see what happens who's going to win the six nations because scotland got done in a very close one um, England door still ajar then. Yeah, no, but you would have think you would think that even with the three guys out, the, the three French guys out, you you still think that they, they should win, especially with the with the away win in Carolina. They're coming up against Scotland in the next fixture. Mm, Scotland are playing well. It's going to be tough. Mm. Yeah, England won the last Six Nations with, and, and they lost to France. So, yeah, it's, it's all up in there. It's why it's the greatest competition. It might not be the greatest quality competition, but it's the greatest competition because it's such a, it's a lot of closeness between the teams. So, yeah. What round do you call it over? for? If you, round two, if you haven't won a game, it's over for you, isn't it? Yeah, Ireland and Italy are not winning. High stakes. It's a high stakes comp. Um, yeah, tell you what, Australia knows how to get teams down here when they're at their peak, though. Didn't we have Ireland when they were just carving? They yeah. just beat the All Blacks on that win streak. We had England when they were ripping. Now we've got France coming this year. Um, we, we we know how to we know how to book these Northern Hemisphere teams poorly. Yeah. Um, France haven't looked this good since '99. There's no way France come down here, man. Um, you reckon that'll be cancelled? Yeah, I'm still fingers crossed that the Trans Tasman comp goes ahead. I just think there's too much money at play, mate, that these games need to go ahead. And Australia is one of the only countries um, where you can host a sporting tournament. I mean, we've just hosted the Australian Open and it's been absolutely atrocious. Um, but we have Isn't hosted it? the Australian Open um, and we had a cricket series. Why was um, the Australian Open atrocious? Oh, didn't it just suck? I thought it sucked, yeah. Like and, it's the intangibles, Richard. Yeah, and I don't want to, you know, go on a tennis round here, but I feel like we had the golden age of tennis. We had a brilliant 10, 15-year run where it was just superstar who was marketable after superstar. Feels like in this post-Nadal, Federer era, I just don't care anymore. No one's yeah. emerged. There's all these names I don't know. And I just, the, the whole COVID thing in the lead-up, the injuries, the five setters. The drama. It feels like it's not, you know, like 
you taper for the Olympics, so you're at peak performance. So yeah, I get the impression no one's at peak performance after two weeks in a hotel. And I guess being teachers, when the Australian Open's on in the holidays, it's a little easier to buy into it. Yeah. That time, man. Mm. Rugby started. And it's just that star power thing. I just don't know anyone anymore. That's fair enough. That's just not enough. a fan of the sport then. Yeah, yeah right. no, I just watched the four big Opens. Um, and that, that change in the last year or two of having not followed it that closely, it just, I don't know, it just hasn't grabbed me at all. And then I just think the, the players bitching and moaning. Yeah, that's tough to swallow. It just made it all a bit mm. at the Dan Andrews show. Oh, that's not, not touching that one. Nope. Um, <laughs> no. On tournaments coming to Australia, what about the Lions v South Africa in Australia? What do we think? Yeah, I believe uh, when it's going on, man. Talk to me when it's going on. Yeah, I agree with that. I think it's all paper talk. I don't think it'll happen. Should it happen? Oh, from a from a fan of rugby, it'd be great to have it over here. Yeah, yeah definitely go to a fixture too. Yeah, but it's just if you're looking at it purely at rugby and um, being here, then awesome. But all the other things that go with it, then yeah, that it flags up a lot of things. But um, in terms of like Aussie people not being able to come home, we're having another sporting fixture, all those all those other things. But in terms of just being able to watch a product to watch the rugby, yeah, it'd be awesome. Would it be better here with crowds? 90,000 then in South Africa with empty stadiums. Yes, I don't know how I feel about that one. I just don't know if they can do it safely in South Africa. If you look at the Australian cricket team cancelled, saying that the South African protocols weren't up to it. That's what I said. So I was agreeing with you. Yeah, here in yeah. France, absolutely. Yeah, I don't think it's it's we're only reading believing what we hear in the media, which is not always obviously a great thing to do, but I don't think it's safe to go over there. England's tour got cancelled mid-tour. Australia's tour got cancelled. I just think playing here um, with crowds, with even without crowds in a safer environment, in inverted commas, I just think it's a much more um, sensible idea, really. Would it be crazy, a Lions tour in Europe? Home game for the Lions? Jeez, wouldn't that set the record off? Yeah, it's crazy. Or does that ruin some of the mystique? I think it ruins some of the mistake. It'd be crazy, but it'd be ruin it some of them. And they've all have talked about everyone, every big stadium having a game and everything. But I think it's something about being on tour, going to a southern hemisphere, challenging yourself against the the best teams in the world, and you know coming together as a group of players. You've all been on tour. You know what that's like. I don't think it would have the same mystique. It would lose some of the mystique. Sorry. Is that scheduled to go on this year? Yeah. Wow. God, they don't play worry. a lot of sport, man. Don't worry, they're selling all the gear. Don't worry. <laughs> Um, all right, boys. Well, thanks for the chat. Yeah, thanks, boys. Appreciate your time. Yeah, it's been good. Cheers. No worries. Hey, Rue.